Warning, Family Ties Positive Vibes may or may not contain any positive vibes. However, it is sure to contain three members of a family trying their best. Welcome to Family Ties Positive Vibes, a podcast about our lives and the nonsense behind all of it. My name is Jimmy John James. My name is Barbaracle. I don't even know who I am. And we're making stuff up. My name is Michael. My name's John. My name is Lady Linnell Summers. I seem to have very much confused our mother, and that's good because, you know what? We're going to date ourselves right now. Tomorrow's April Fool's Day for us. Uh, today's Wordle was lowly. I'm sure that's going to frustrate all of you who didn't get it when this recording was made, but not when it came out, so that was pointless. John, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I got a six out of six on my Wordle. It was the last possible chance. Well, since you have six chances, you know... Use them all. Yeah, yeah, I needed to. There have been a number of days just in the last week, I think, where I had to use up guesses just getting rid of letters because it's like, oh, cool. So it can be like five different words just based on the first letter changing alone. Great. Right. Mom, how are you doing? Well, some weeks or days, my wordle comes very easily. Today was not one of them. I have to agree. I think I spent my whole lunch hour trying to drill down on that because <laughs> <laughs> once I saw that Michael took six guesses to get there, I was really fearful. Today? No, the other, yeah. Oh, somebody took six. That was John. Okay, sorry. Um. Yeah, I think I started doing it and then like I put my phone away and then I'm like, oh, it's 10 o'clock. I should probably finish that. I did manage to do it in four guesses though today. Which was, which was nice. I tend to get it around there. Yeah, yeah. You're fairly consistent. And I know John has told me his starting word like two times, and I've thought, you know, I, I need to remember what it is so that at least I can tell which, which letters, you know, what they are. Yeah, I can't remember. John and I have very similar strategies where we try to use a word that has as many vowels as possible for the first word. Yeah. My word is adieu. John, I believe your word is audio. That is correct. And then I can't remember his second word. And I thought I can't John think of my was a do, right but no? then he told me what his word was, and then I promptly forgot it. <laughs> it's like a do, but not. Okay. Yeah. Uh, having said that, because of our strategies, we never get it on the second word, but you have before. I know. That was a total fluke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, impressive, though. I know. I don't know how I did that. It was total luck. <laughs> well, not total luck. You know five-letter words fairly well. Yes, and I think my first word gave me two correct letters. Mm -hmm. And then for whatever reason, my brain just picked the other letters, you know, rearranged them, added three other letters, and boom, there it was. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yeah, that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> no, it does not. John, how's your week been? Oh, my week has been uh, fine. I had a really good day Monday, and then I had a really bad night Monday. Coming home from my girlfriend's house, uh, my alternator just didn't work. Oof. Instead of getting a, I think it was 14, when it should be acting at 14, it was acting at 8, and then it was acting at 0. So I just couldn't drive anywhere, and I had to call a tow half a mile from my house. That's always a little unfortunate. Yeah. But what can you do? Well, push it, but that would be way more frustrating. Yeah, I tried that, and uh, it, uh, it was not. It no. was not. Okay. I think that used to work on old-fashioned cars, but today's cars, I don't know that that works. I mean, my car is older than I am. It's a, it's a good 24 years old. Yeah. But along with that, uh, I am one person. Right. 
and I, there's a slight turn in the road. Yeah. <laughs> it was already a long day. Yeah. 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 Michael, how was your week? My week's been, it's, it's been interesting. We just, I say we, me and my friends just went out of town for a friend's birthday. We went to the LA area, Santa Monica, Inglewood, uh, et cetera, et cetera, going to some fine eateries that we had never been to before and going to see movies and walking along the beach and it was just a lot of fun i always one thing that we do every time we go to la is we check out little tokyo which is always an interesting experience because i don't know if you i'm I'm sure i'm the only one here at the table that's been to their underground mall but they have all kinds of like retro video game stuff and uh anime figures and old manga and DVDs, and it's just kind of like a uh, internet nerd's paradise. A treasure trove of geekery. Yeah. And then I promptly got home and was sick. I was the only one who got sick from that trip, which I guess is a good thing, and it wasn't COVID, which is a better thing, Um, (laughs) but it, it was just a bad way to wrap up the trip. What have I told you about licking door handles, Michael? I didn't. And actually, this was the one trip where I'm like, okay, I'm going to use hand sanitizer at everywhere I go. Anytime I'm doing anything, anytime I even like touch my mask to adjust it, hand sanitizer. And then I was still the only one who got sick. So, you know, what can you do? Mom, how was your week? Well, this week with this weekend was the Bakersfield Marathon and Half Marathon 5K and 10K. So uh, Saturday was packet pickup, and it's at the Buck Owens Crystal Palace. And I, I just have a question for you. If you were going to the Buck Owens Crystal Palace, how would you get there? Well, I would. I personally would go down Rosedale and then turn on to Buck Owens Boulevard. Which is what I thought, too. But then I was running late going to my friend Teresa's house. I thought, well, I'll run there, pick up my packet, go to Teresa's house, and then have the rest of the evening to just relax and get ready for the race on Sunday. Okay. But then my Saturday turned kind of hectic, so I decided I would pick up my packet on the way home. Mm -hmm. But I was coming down the same place. I was just coming opposite direction, and I could not turn onto Buck Owens Boulevard. Why not? Because they were repaving the intersection. Oh, yeah. They've... They've been working in that little area for a while. Well, I had one hour to pick up the packet before they closed, and I wasn't too stressed. I thought, well, if I don't get it, I'll just get to the race early and pick it up. No no harm, no foul. But uh, I, I know Buck Owens Boulevard has another end. How do you get to the other end? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. It took me the whole hour. Ooh. Um, I finally figured it out. Now I know. And of course, uh, then because that happened, then Sunday morning, I was thinking, well, I better reread the email about parking because I know it starts at the museum. They changed the location. It's going to start at the museum. And they said that they recommended one specific direction for uh, getting to parking. Plenty of parking at Sam Lynn Ballpark. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. But um, they were closing off roads. So there was just one way to get in. And so I looked at the map and I figured out how to get there. And I thought, boom, I am done. I'm ready. But I should probably get there a little early because, you know, parking is going to, if there's only one way to get in, there will be an uh, issue with traffic. Yes. So I got there. Well, I left the house a little bit early. And my first snafu was when I got to Buck Owens Boulevard on Rosedale Highway. Oh. Now they rerouted me past the Buck Owens Crystal Palace. Totally repaved. Nice road. Didn't notice. <laughs> and... <laughs> And I didn't realize that was the first street closure for the race. So I thought, oh, no big deal. I'll just figure out, um, you know, 
maybe Chester Avenue is open from the other side. So I'll just drive that way. So I went through Oildale and turned onto Chester. Nope, they closed off the road. So I thought, oh, no big deal. I'll flip a U. I'll go over here to uh, Manor and get off on Panorama, come in from that angle. That'll work. Nope, they closed off the road. And then at that point, I was either going to go to the Panorama Vista Preserve or I had to turn left and go to on the China Grade Loop. So I went down China Grade Loop and then I thought, oh, I'll just duck up here onto Panorama. Nope, they closed off the road. And so I was driving past my friend Teresa's house, which is way out on the east side of Bakersfield, trying to figure out how to get to the <laughs> darn race start. And uh, I was nearly in tears when I finally stopped at an intersection and talked to this cute young police officer. Well, ordinarily, I would have thought of how cute he was, but... At this point, you're stressed out. I'm really stressed because I'm a legacy runner, and all of a sudden, I had visions of losing my legacy status only because I wouldn't be able to get to the race to run this thing. And uh, his advice? Okay, this comes from direct from the BPD. Okay, break some laws. <laughs> Is that what he said? Oh my goodness. Go down the street anyways. No one's running it yet. Well, his exact words were, "Do you have a phone?" <laughs> oh no. Wow. Thank you, officer. He goes, "Use Google Maps." I need to learn how to use Google Maps because he said all the street closures would have been on Google Maps. Didn't cross my mind to do that, but at that point it was too late to learn, so I had to figure out another way. I did make it to the race start and then uh second bad news there weren't enough porta potties. Oh no. <laughs> to add insult to injury. Anyways, I did make it to the start line. I did finish the race. And um, I guess yeah. that's motivation to finish faster, at least. I guess so. Yeah. So, how do you use Google Maps? I got to figure that out. Anyway. So, that's one of those things where I just plug in an address and pray. Yeah. Honestly. I'm sure there's like a smart way to do it, if, but if I'm really desperate, I will plug in latitude and longitude. I don't know that I would have known that. I I was plugging in, you know, the Bakersfield Museum of what is that museum? Ba- uh, uh, natural history. Actually, uh, I did the Museum plug- of Art, or was it at the Kern County? It wasn't at the Kern County. Kern County Museum. Museum yes. Oh, that was way out there. Well, on Chester, it's by well, Samlin Ballpark. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? I should have thought that. It's a big place. It's I'd where you did regularly. Safe Halloween with the Boy Scouts. It's where I still do Safe Halloween with Kevin Rush Entertainment. Oh, awesome. <laughs> okay. Well, then after the whole race was over, I couldn't figure out how to get out of there to get back to my car. So anyways, yeah, maybe I'm just directionally challenged. I'm totally open to the fact that I could be extremely directionally challenged. But um, anyways, next year I'll know how to get there. Well, yeah. I'm going to chalk this up to the fact that panic doesn't help anything. Ain't that the truth. If you weren't stressed about it, you probably could have figured it out. But once that one small slip up happened, everything was in disarray. It happens for me all the time. Yeah. Well, that's not my side of town. Sorry to say. Mm-hmm. I know how to get there because that's the same place I go to park when we do the Judgment Day race. We all park there. They put us on buses, take us out yeah. to Lake Ming, and then we run back. But this time, we were starting and finishing right there at the museum, which was a beautiful start and finish line, but it was kind of small. And they had to block off like every single street. I'll be honest. I'm not entirely sure where guest parking is anymore for the Kern County Museum because I've just been using for the past couple of years the employee parking and no one's ever stopped me. So I just drive into the museum and I patch in that. I park in that big dirt patch and I don't know if I'm supposed to park there, but that's what I do. <laughs> Everyone else does it. It's fine. Yeah. Well, if your car is still there when it's over, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> and who's going to steal my car? It's dented all hell and there's nothing valuable inside. Thank you.
So, our weeks have been interesting, but I think it's time to wrap up that segment and move on to our next segment. How are y'all feeling about doing some show and tell? Show and tell, show and tell. We can't really show, but we can tell. All right. Mom, what did you bring for show and tell? I brought a great little uh, recap show that I like to watch on YouTube on Sunday mornings while I cook or clean the kitchen or something, partly because it's super interesting and partly because it takes an hour. It's called Garden Answers. There's a husband and wife team who live up in eastern Idaho, and they operate a, well, I think mostly what they operate is their own property and their YouTube channel, but they're really good at making videos and they get um, a nursery to sponsor them. So mm-hmm. they, they just design their yard. She, uh, the lady, she's probably in her early 30s. They have a couple of young children and they're really good with plants. And so she just makes videos of her gardening and her, you know, the cats as they meander around in and out and <laughs> the kids and, and stuff. I really enjoy the videos where she has her mom. Sometimes she goes antiquing with her mom and those are really fun videos to watch because she and her mom just have a really good time together. Um, But on Sunday mornings, she puts together a recap show with her husband where they recap all the videos they did last week and they talk about them and then they read some of the comments that people put on their YouTube and answer some of the questions. So it's just a really fun, um, upbeat, interesting video to watch. Yeah, I think I've caught you watching a couple of them when I've been over here on the weekends. Yeah, that sounds delightful. What was the name of that channel again? Garden Answers. Garden Answers. I'll have to check it out. How many answers have we gotten about gardening that we can use? Four. I don't know that it's about answers, but it is about inspiration. After you watch it, you are inspired to go and try to grow something. It's like, oh, I could make my, gar- my yard look like that. It's an answer without a question, maybe. So it's not information that you seek out because you have a quest. It's information that you gain because you enjoy it. That's how I feel on social media most of the time. That's how I feel if about I'm not Jeopardy. Just looking at people who are angry on social media. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Michael, what's your show and tell? So this is going back a couple years now, but I had to rewatch it because the sequel's coming out in like a week. I first watched this movie when it first came out, like the day it came out, which was like, I think it was Valentine's Day. It was Valentine's Day. I watched the Sonic the Hedgehog movie in theaters with my girlfriend who didn't hate me for dragging me to watch that for some reason, and we're still together somehow. And it was, I I don't know what I expected when I watched it, but it was way better than whatever I had expected. Oh, yeah. Um, I I have the exact same story about the exact same Valentine's Day. <laughs> a Sonic movie that exceeded your expectations? The live action Sonic the Hedgehog movie with some actors and also Jim Carrey. Ooh. Who plays an excellent villain in that. Um and it's it has next to nothing to do with the video games or any of the cartoons or any of that stuff that's out there. It's its own origin story that where like I, I I could I could talk for a while about like Sonic the Hedgehog lore and how it takes a lot of inspiration from a bunch of archaic like stuff that no one really knows about, but it's really impressive for the diehard fans who all noticed that stuff. But no, no one cares about that. Everyone cares about the fact that they do the same Fortnite dance twice <laughs> in the movie. It wasn't funny either time, and yet it was perfectly in character when it happened. Each time they reference Olive Garden twice 
neither of those times were funny and it was very blatant like imagine all the product placement that you can like in any movie it tends to be like subtle like in the background like an adam sandler film yeah this was blatant like mm, isn't olive garden delicious we love those breadsticks we're gonna we're gonna reward you for saving the country with this olive garden gift certificate and it's like okay first of all why is the only product placement I'm really noticing Olive Garden? And why twice? And why do you decide to do it like this? They don't visit an Olive Garden in the movie. They just talk about it. <laughs> and it's because of that that I think this maybe wasn't product placement. Maybe they didn't clear this with Olive Garden first. Yeah, it's just, it's so bizarre. And despite all of that, the movie's good. The movie's funny. Sonic the Hedgehog is played by uh, Ben Schwartz, who's a fantastic voice actor and gave great life to the character. You may know him from DuckTales or from his characters in Parks and Recreation. Jim Carrey is Dr. Robotnik, the Eggman, who plays a fantastic villain. And is it's a weird choice of character, but one that I don't think was mispicked. He he brought a lot to the party. It, it wasn't like a cash-in, like... He, he wasn't doing this for a paycheck. He was doing his best to play a good role. Um, there was a somewhat extended dance scene of just him in the movie. Yeah, him just messing around. It's a bizarre movie that I wouldn't mind watching a third time and making other people watch it with me. Anyways, they talk about breastfeeding on one scene. They do. And like in this weird scene, I'm, I'm not, I don't need to talk about that for too long. It doesn't matter. Any, it's. It's a bizarre film, and it makes you question sometimes how it got, like, I, I, I don't think it was PG-13. I think it was PG. Who's to say? And it's like, how, did they just say that? <laughs> did, it, did that just happen? Huh? Did they actually just talk about breastfeeding? It's a very interesting movie that I don't think was just made for kids or adults i think just about anyone could watch it and not hate it and there's a sequel coming out on april 8th which i'm gonna have to go and see and it has idris elba as knuckles yeah um (laughs) so that sounds really interesting he was uh, cast to be the new james bond and also he's a red echidna and no one expected that casting choice, and no one is opposed to it because it's a fantastic choice. And if you've seen the trailer, you know that, like, oh, he just sounds so good. So anyways, I've talked about Sonic the Hedgehog for a little too long. John, what did you bring for show and tell? This week, I'm also bringing a movie, uh, one that I watched just recently, but I don't think came out. Uh, I think it came out a few years ago, but it is called But I'm a Cheerleader. And this is a coming-of-age film for a young girl. Uh, She's like a junior or a senior in high school. Uh, She's on the cheerleading team. She does it extremely well. It's her passion in life. And also, she's a lesbian. Does she know it? She doesn't know it. But her parents and friends figure this out. And so they all get together to send her to a conversion camp. Well, that's a little f***ed up. Yes. Excuse me, I didn't mean to say that. It is a little effed up, yes. And uh, it's only once she's there that she realizes, oh my goodness, I think I am a lesbian. And uh, hijinks ensue. It's almost like High School Musical in the... In it's the like kind High of, School Musical, but Sharpay is actually gay? Yeah, it, it's High School Musical if about the antics okay. and all those things. But very fewer songs, 
They, What's the name of this again? But I'm a cheerleader. Okay. Uh, like, I can't be gay. Yeah. I can't be gay. I have a boyfriend. We were making out just before coming here. Like, I mean, maybe she's bi. Uh, no, she very much isn't. They make it very clear in the first time. Oh, that she's not into it. It is the grossest first five minutes of any movie I've ever seen because he is grossly kissing her and she is just sitting there. That's, well... That's unfortunate. Yeah. And also, I guess, having not watched the film, I have to talk about uh, how could you screw up that much to send your kid to conversion camp and they come out realizing, oh, nah, that yeah. didn't work. I'm definitely gay now. It's actually a plot point in the movie where she fails out of the conversion and like she actually runs away. Yeah, her, her, yeah. Fa her family can't accept her because this isn't working. Oh, well, that's really unfortunate. And, but it's not treated as like such a sad thing as just like, oh, that was two sentences. Anyway, here's the next part of the movie. <laughs> I might have to give this a watch. It is uh, currently it is free with ads on YouTube. So as we're recording this. Cool. I have an ad blocker, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's just free for us. <laughs> I would give it a solid 6.5 out of 10, maybe a 7. I've watched worse. Yeah. All right, well, after those movies, and I don't know if we're going to ever watch them, but we might. Who's to say? Who's to say? It's time to talk about not movies, but music. It's time to talk about Artist of the Week. Listen with me, who's it going to be? It's the Artist of the... Artist of the Week. We kind of decided on our artist last minute. We had trouble... We, well... We, we spent the last two days kind of like discussing what we could do. And then I think it was like two hours ago. We're like, you know what? We all like her music. We'll just do Taylor Swift. That's right. This week we are listening to the musical stylings of Miss Taylor Swift. And you listen to her the most. That's not like a diss or anything. It's just you listen to her not infrequently, I think, John. Yeah, no, I've recently been on a, on a Swift kick, as I call it. <laughs> and I genuinely like a, a good portion of her music. Not all of it, mind you, but a healthy amount. Yeah, what's your favorite song? I would say my favorite song of hers would uh, be Our Song. Um, our song came off of her first studio album released in uh, 2006. It was, uh, it was a, a self-titled album, yeah, wasn't it? It was Taylor Swift's album called Taylor Swift. Which I actually haven't listened to at all, I don't think. but It's a romantic song. This was back when she was still in her uh, kind of country phase when there were actual banjos in the music. And I don't know, it makes me feel good. It gives me hope for the world. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Speaking of not quite hope for the world, but I think we were talking earlier, Mom, you mentioned, I don't know if you said it was your favorite of her songs, but it was one that you listen to a lot when you're running, and, well, you mentioned it as you needed to hear the song. It, well, it was meaningful to you. I don't listen to it when I'm running, but I, I listen to it from time to time, and I do have it on instant replay in my head, because the one little <laughs> phrase that just makes all the difference, when something goes wrong, or somebody disses you, or things aren't going quite your way... You just say, shake it off, shake it off. Because the hater's going to hate, 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 shake it off. Because the player's going to play, 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 play. And the hater's going to hate, 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 baby. I'm just going to shake, 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 shake. Shake it off, 
from her album 1989, which came out when I was exiting high school and entering college, and when you, John, were entering high school. Yeah, yeah. And, well, I think it's when, at the very least, I heard most of her music starting to become really popular on the radio, and I was hearing it just about everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I would say that that was definitely when I first started getting into her. Um, So I went through her back catalog, her first five albums, and it's like, oh, yeah, I really like some of these songs. I think my favorite of her song, it, it's hard to say if it's my favorite of her songs or if it's just the first one I learned the name of. And so, <laughs> okay, I guess I'm going to remember this forever. It was from her second album, Fearless. And it's also like the only song I tend to like remember from that album, despite it having like 26 songs on it. Mm-hmm. I listen to this, let me think, every day on the radio in <laughs> art class because art teacher just played pop music yeah i had the same art teacher he did do that yeah and despite it being the pop station this was very clearly like a pop country song that stood out and i'm like i really like this and it it, it's been stuck in my head ever since it's you belong with me And it makes me sad now because none of her music these days is like that. Uh, It happens. People grow. She grew. You grew. Both in separate directions. Yeah. And also, I guess while I'm mentioning that song, I'm just going to throw in the little tidbit where it gave us the eternal meme, like, I'm going to let you finish, but when Kanye West interrupted her in the middle of getting an awards at uh, the Grammys. Oh, that's right. Yes, that is something that happened. So that he could talk about Beyonce for a bit. Right. Which is kind of disrespectful, but also, because I didn't witness it, uh, funny in retrospect. Yeah, so, I mean, not, not kind of disrespectful, very. Yeah, quite disrespectful. In, in the middle of, letting, of her receiving an award? Really, dude. Like, not even like a minor award or even, like, this is broadcast nationally, internationally. <laughs> so, so, anyways, I don't know a whole lot of her personal history. I just know, like, well, her musical stylings. Just about every every song she writes is about some kind of relationship with her. Yes, I think sometimes uh, men are hesitant to date her because they're afraid there's going to be a song written about them. I've heard that said, yeah. Yeah. Uh, on this top 10 list that I found, the number six is We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together, which is written about somebody. This time, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. That's from her uh, album Red, which released in 2012. And I think that's the album that was like really putting her on the map. Uh, yes, uh, Red uh, and along with her uh, Speak Now album from two years previous. Those are really the ones that put her on the map, I'd say. Mm-hmm. I remember that being played on the radio a lot, which is weird because I, lis- I didn't listen yeah. to a whole lot of radio and I still don't, but I still heard it. Yeah, she dated young Harry Styles, I believe, and then wrote the song, I Knew You Were Trouble. I can't believe 
is that the reason One Direction never got back together? It no. has to be. Well, <laughs> don't know if it can't. Does it have the year here? 2012. So when did One Direction split up? I, I, um, I genuinely do not know or remember. I think that was when I was in high school, but I couldn't tell you with any honesty. Yeah. So long after 2012. No, I don't think Taylor was the reason. I'm looking it up right now like it's going to matter to fit fit this little factoid in. Oh, right. The reason One Direction broke up is because Zayn left in 2015. I should have known that. Hey, I got the year right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. One of her songs that I do also enjoy, or at least I enjoyed the video. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the music. I don't know how many times I would listen to it, but uh, she wrote the song that kind of goes along with her country stylings of her early days, Teardrops on My Guitar. I wonder if he knows he's all I think of. He's the reason for the teardrops on my guitar. The only thing that keeps me wishing on a wishing star. That one, that, that's a, first of all, a heck of a title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess she wrote this about a friend or a guy from high school that she was crushing on really badly and he didn't even realize that she liked him, didn't know he was clueless about her feelings. Uh, but two years following the release of this album, he stood in her driveway and she had the opportunity then to reject him by saying, you're too late. Mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, man, I already wrote the song. Yeah, but uh, apparently he and his wife were arrested in 2015 for child abuse. Yikes. Whoa, okay. So uh, we're all saying, hey, Taylor, you dodged a bullet. <laughs> yeah. I'm, nope, I'm not going to make that joke. Anyway, <laughs> I think that we should mention, though, that um, although uh, she has a lot of popular songs, it seems like they get uh, repopularized. They uh, breach the social consciousness a lot more whenever she releases a music video about them. Because I know, Michael, uh, your girlfriend has a favorite song largely because of the music video, right? I don't. So, first of all, I think my girlfriend Ashley's favorite Taylor Swift song is Out of the Woods. From the album 1989. Yeah, but unfortunately beyond that, I don't actually know a whole lot about it. She mentioned like thinking it was from way later because, well, like you were saying, the music video came out way later. Yeah, it came out like two, three, maybe four years after the album. So she had no idea which one it was associated with. Yeah. Um, And I think another song from the same album that did a very similar thing was, and and we've all heard this song, Bad Blood. Cause baby, now we got bad blood. You know it used to be mad love. So take uh, a look what you've done. Uh, Cause baby, now we got bad uh, blood. Hey, I can't take it back. Which I don't actually like all that much. It 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 sounds like she's like, forgotten the lyrics each time the chorus has come along <laughs> i was a uh, in choir in high school and i've done that <laughs> i was like and now we got bad blood we used to be bad blood uh, no that's not it well one thing i think that bears mentioning is that if you're going onto youtube and looking for uh, taylor songs you need to choose the ones that say Taylor's version because she had to oh. re-release like her first couple well her first two like big albums, she didn't own. She didn't legally own the recordings to those. Yes, her recording she, studio did. She left the record label Big Machine in 2018 and went on to Republic Record, 
uh, but there was a dispute about her back catalog. So instead of, you know, just leaving those things where they lie and saying, like, no, you can't profit off of me like this. I don't give my consent to this. So she just re-released two albums, like back-to-back within well, a year of each other. Well, not re-released, re-recorded. Re-recorded. All brand new recordings. Yes, of uh, both Fearless and Red. I remember hearing Kelly Clarkson give her that advice to uh, go and re-record all the songs because they can own one version of the song, but she can own a different version if she records it separately. They can own that recording, but you can own the song. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so she did. I'm really proud of her. I think that's really, um, you know, as a businesswoman, I, th- I do think it's important to own your art, own your property, um, and it's intellectual property too. Yeah. From both a business standpoint and just a personal standpoint, yeah, I absolutely agree with what she did. One thing I can't agree with her doing, though, is the 2019 musical Cats. Okay, so we're not going to touch on that disaster. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna move into a slightly different direction to a song that I think we said like, oh, we've heard this, but we just didn't recognize it when we were listening to it earlier today. Uh, the song she did with Brendan Urie of Panic at the Disco. Um, me. Promise that you'll never find another like me. Which, first of all, great music video. Second of all, great song. Yes, I would absolutely recommend watching the music video rather than just the music of it. Like, if you're going to pull it up on YouTube, pull up the music video. It's quite entertaining to watch. It's a high production value, too. Like, there's a lot going on. It's a spectacle. How many costume changes do you think there were, Mom? Like 15? Oh, I can't count, but it looked so much fun. (laughs) I would love to make music videos if they were like that. It was. It's very colorful. It was very... Very visually stimulating. Yeah, it was a good video. Good song, good video. Mom, would you say that's your favorite music video that she's made? I don't know. Can't say. Okay. Michael, do you have a favorite? Uh, well, so that that's tough to say because I don't know a whole lot of her music videos. There's only like one that I like went out of my way to watch. Mm-hmm. And it's another song that I just, it's not one that I listen to a lot it's just one of hers that stuck with me uh for her song blank space yes that one was a very popular as well and i'm not gonna lie part of the reason i had to listen to it is not because of the song itself, it's because of other references that were being made online, specifically with Death Note at the time. Oh, right. The anime Death Note, where it's a notebook where if you write someone's name in it, they perish. There were some comparisons being made in online communities at the time, but that doesn't have anything to do with, well, anything. I will say that I have a, not exactly a funny story, but I have a story nonetheless about that. Which is that while you were in your first year of college, uh, you had a YouTube channel, which we may or may not disclose the name of, who knows. Uh, But for whatever reason, you thought that you couldn't upload the videos. legally, I wasn't allowed to profit off of anything that required internet usage there at UC Merced. So I wasn't allowed to... Well, my my logic was, I, I can't upload my YouTube videos using their internet or else I'll get in trouble. So I thought of the workaround, which is I'll record them 
at you, Seymour said, and then send them to my brother in Bakersfield, and he'll upload them. And that will get around using their internet to upload. Anyways, it was, quite frankly, an unnecessary... A convoluted scheme. but A completely unnecessary convoluted scheme. But I did appreciate it because it made me feel involved in the whole process. Just to make sure that the computer didn't go into sleep mode while I was uploading those, I would have YouTube on repeat going, and it was more often than not Taylor Swift's song Blank Space. <laughs> oh, hey, Blank Space has one of those oft-heard uh, or misheard lyrics. Oh? It has an often misheard line of, got a long list of ex-lovers, which people, for whatever reason, hear as all the lonely Starbucks lovers. What? <laughs> um... I don't know. We might need to go play that line. That's now, never how I heard as, it. As someone who mishears lyrics all the time, I don't think I've... Was yeah, that, let's play what? that segment right now in the podcast. I can kind of get, like, it's kind of a stretch, but if you're really not listening, I guess you could say that. But I feel like that was more of a parody, if anything. I mean, if someone didn't write the parody, they should have, because apparently everyone was expecting it. <laughs> I think I want to say this is uh, Taylor was born in 1989, which is why her album is titled that. It's the year she was born. But I always thought that she like grew up in the Bible Belt or somewhere in the South. And as it turns out, she was born in Pennsylvania and she moved to Nashville when she was 14 to pursue the country music career. And I mean, well, maybe the country music career didn't work out, but her music career in general sure did, because yeah. everyone knows her name. I I'd say the country uh, music career worked out well enough to launch her into everything else. She's covered just about every popular music genre that's out there right now. And I mean, even if I don't listen to a lot of her music, she does it pretty well. Yeah. She does, yeah. Um, and I'm sure we're going to keep hearing more from her in the future, and hopefully none of us are going to date her so that we're not going to have songs written about us. I can almost assure you that's not going to happen. Well, but a boy can dream. <laughs> All right, so time to do our brand new, it's not brand new, it's the second time we're doing it. Our, our new-ish segment, John. It's time for Reach for the Stars. In this little podcast of ours, we don't just record our memoirs. You might think it's lame, but it's time for a game that we call Reach for the Stars. So give us a review and tell us how many stars. All right. I just want to remind you both of the topic that I've based the first three uh, items off of, which is royal accessories with a twist. Which, so it might be misleading. This isn't necessarily something that the product itself might not be worn by a royal, but the royal might wear something similar. Yes, okay. this is an accessory a royal might wear if this was some messed up version of reality. So basically, we should ignore the category altogether. <laughs> Sounds like good advice. So I've chosen a product here that has very few reviews, but I think was a lot of fun anyway. This is a five-star review from uh, Christopher Corbett. He says, This thing is impressive. It weighs in at just about eight pounds, and it's not really convention-safe what with these stabby pointy bits. 
Still, it's very impressive, and I bought this to go with my wife's uh, costume that she built herself. Okay, so cosplay, which makes this very weird, and I'm immediately... So, I said this last time, but based on uh, Sharp, yeah. uh, maybe not being... They're going to bring it to a convention hall, but it might not be allowed. Mm -hmm. I'm going with sword again. Ooh, interesting pick, mother. How different is a spear? We've it, got some pointy bits here. It's different enough that I think we could count it. Yeah, yeah. They are two good guesses. Unfortunately, both incorrect. Ooh, okay. I, I will say that the big hint from that last one, though, might be uh, eight pounds. And I'm going to give you some more uh, product information here, which is that the material is made of aluminum, stainless steel, and CNC casting, and its length is 118 centimeters. 118 centimeters. That's roughly it's three, four feet, I think. That would be roughly four feet, a little shy. Okay. I mean, I still think that uh, sword probably wasn't a bad pick then. Mm -hmm. So it probably isn't like the body armor that uh, olden people used to take into battle? It's No, it wouldn't be any kind of armor like that. Okay. Mm. Aluminum and stainless steel. Eight and, pounds, though, so if it's going to cover your whole body, I guess that... And keep in mind the uh, the topic as well. This is an accessory. Eight pounds isn't insignificant. It's stabby, pointy, and it is an accessory that a royal could bring. Where, apparently. It is an article that is meant to be worn. Mm. Um, you're raising your eyebrow like that's not necessarily the case. Mm. Am I doing that, brother? Yeah, you are. And you're also making noises that we're picking up on the audio capture. I think we might need another review. Let's see here. The features include a full metal builded, smooth and fine surface finishing, light up gem, and extremely detailed sculpt. Wow. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Detailed gem? That, that lights up? There's a detailed gem. It's roughly eight pounds and roughly four feet long. With spiky, pointy bits. Okay. Were okay, there... I'm going to go with it's a scepter. Michael is correct. It is a scepter. But what kind of scepter? Whose scepter is this? There, there's more? Yes, yes, of course, like Michael. King George V? Uh, not quite. You see, we've yet to reveal the twist for this item. Okay, so I'm. you know what? I'm happy just having gotten scepter. But I'm not done guessing because apparently it's something that I could potentially guess, according to John. <laughs> this is going to be tricky. I'm, guess I'm guessing the reason you're not giving us more reviews is because there just aren't any that wouldn't give it away. Yeah, basically. Okay. Like I had even the one review that I did already give you, uh, I had to edit quite a bit of. Like I had to strike a lot of things out. All right. Hmm. Man, this is tricky. Is it a specific character's scepter indeed it is okay well i feel like this is about to become like 20 questions and i don't think that's here, the purpose of here. this podcast i will give you one shot at a guess i'll give mom one shot and then i'll give some more information how about that okay i'll i'll, I'll accept that gem made of metal mm -hmm. uh don't have any colors or anything and it's potentially something that both mom and i could guess so we you you have both seen this movie, I believe. That and, it's and it's from a movie. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's from a movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, We've seen a movie that had a scepter? Yeah, that's what's getting me, too. Um, Technically, it's in multiple movies, but I won't get into that just yet. Oh, it's a series. Oh, man, this is... <laughs> a head scratcher. Michael, take a guess. 
hang hang tight. I I promise. I I am trying to think really hard. It's just my brain's also like well, stop, blue screening. Well, stop thinking hard and just say something. I don't know. The Princess Bride. Princess Bride is interesting. Uh, not quite though. Mom, do you have anything? Chronicles of Narnia. Ooh, Chronicles of Narnia. That would have been fun. Unfortunately, not this one. So the occasion for this uh, prop is games, decoration, gifts, Halloween party, Marvel cosplay, and collection. Marvel? Mom doesn't watch Marvel movies. Well, I watched Iron Man. Is Iron Man Mar- doesn't have a scepter. Iron Man does not have a scepter in it. Okay, but it has Robert Downey Jr. Black Panther and Thor are like the closest in either movies that you'd get to having like any royalty in it. And I don't think you've okay. watched either of those. I don't think there's actually royalty in the movie. Well, as far as characters. Oh. Yeah, just this uh, accessory that is a scepter. What Marvel characters or movies do you know who has a scepter? Is it Loki's scepter? Michael, you're correct. This is Loki's <laughs> scepter. The uh, G-Masking 2018 Medi, uh, Metal Lafay Sun Cosplay Light-Up Scepter. Full-size, exclusive props uh, for $419. Cheese Louise. Overpriced. Oh, I'm not so sure about that. It's probably an appropriate price. It's just like, holy moly, why would anyone buy that? You can barely see it in the picture there. Should we link this uh, product in the video description? I don't think anyone should look at this or have it in their Amazon history. Okay, I've said it out loud, so if you really want it, you can uh, search it up yourself, though. I'm not sure you've watched the Avengers movie, Mom. Pretty sure I have not. Really? I could have sworn... Did I watch it? I thought we both saw it in theaters, but I'm not sure. Nope. I don't think I've seen any of those movies in a theater. If I see it, it's in passing because you might have it on here. Well, I'm sorry I led you astray. Uh, Mom, do you have any advice for us? I do. This week, we've got an 18-year-old who's taking issue with his girlfriend because she dyed her hair without telling him. His comments here are, she is very well aware that I don't like dyed hair. I think it looks bad compared to people's natural hair color and that it's usually just a way for people to get attention because they don't get it elsewhere. What do you think? She should dump him. Well, that's very bold out of the gate. I'm thinking that he's acting very judgmental right now and very controlling of her body without her opinions. Do we have any other additional details? Well, he thinks she should at the very least tell him before she does something that he might have a problem with. Mm. He thinks that uh, out of respect and love that she should understand that he doesn't like dyed hair. Mm. I mean, okay. But also, I'm going to guess that she knew if they had the conversation, he, he would never agree anyways. So in my general like lifestyle of better to ask forgiveness than permission... Right. I think she didn't necessarily do the wrong thing besides dating him because he sounds kind of like a dick. Well, they're 18. And so at 18, you're a little immature still and you're still trying to figure out who you are and what you like. You have a lot yeah. of opinions and not a lot of knowledge or experience to back them up. Yeah. So I, I think that she has is probably learning that he's a bit controlling mm-hmm. and he's probably learning that he can't control things. Yeah. yeah. So if I'm going to try and be polite about it, like, okay, maybe for his relationship and he's trying to figure out where boundaries lie. And this is one of those, like, it's her body. She's allowed to do what she wants with it. And ultimately, you're going to have to accept that you can't fully control another person like that because holy moly, that's not okay. Right. Well, Also, I would say that this is a very inoffensive thing to do. It's dyed hair. It's not like she's getting piercings or putting gauges in her hair. A tramp stamp is very different and I would say more severe. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So it could be fun. Come on, live a little guy. And so everyone can have their opinions on dyed hair. 
personally, I think it adds a bit of color and it's not a bad thing to do. But I can understand why you might not like it as much. But ultimately, it doesn't matter because it's clearly something that she wanted to do. And good news, it is temporary. Correct. A lot of hair dye is temporary from what I've been told. And even if the hair dye itself isn't, the hair is, it'll grow out and get cut eventually. Yeah. Might take a while, but you know, it's not the end of the world. So yeah, either take it easy, guy, or yeah, dump him. It's an opportunity to learn and grow, and hopefully they can still be together and they can reconcile their differences and realize that this is not the kind of thing that deserves to have an argument Art an argument spread on the internet about. Yeah. And if you can't reconcile that, she should dump him. Right. <laughs> because this is the first sign, if that. This might be the sixth sign down the road. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But this is a pretty big sign. Yeah. Mom, what's your opinions on this? Well, I think based on age that there's a lot of immaturity going on. Mm. Yeah. But also, usually when you're 18, you are a little more open-minded. So I'm a little surprised that he has such a... a Solid opinion about this. No, I remember being 18 when you have solid opinions and nothing to back them up. I remember being on the internet where everyone has an opinion about nothing that matters. Mm, That as well. I think he's trying to figure out how it matters and Mm. if it matters or should matter. And at least I think he's being open enough to try to discover. It's better that he's seeking advice, however wayward it may be from the internet rather than a trusted source. But it's good that he's seeking a second opinion rather than just saying, no, this is a hard deal. So I'll try and dial it down. I'll try not to be so judgmental and final in my opinion about what kind of person this 18-year-old is. It's not like we have to go through a hundred of these in an hour. Like, we we don't have to just listen to it and say, guilty. Yeah, I'm not not a judge. Yeah, we're the executioner. (laughs) That's not (laughs) true. The executioner of public opinion. That's not true. I'm a bailiff. (laughs) Well, I do think it's important to learn boundaries and to know what it is that you're willing to accept and not accept. And, you know, maybe he can't accept dyed hair and she can't accept a controlling person or, you know, maybe they come together and talk it through and figure out something that works for both of them. Yeah. Sometimes when you're 18, you don't realize that you have the uh, ability to converse and talk about things. This has been Family Ties Positive Vibes, a podcast about the lives of a small family in Southern California. Our theme song is Funkorama by Kevin McLeod. You can listen to more of his work at Incompetech.com. Special thanks for this episode goes down to Audio Technica, which makes microphones that allow me to yell at it from across the room and still be heard, which is nice. We'll be back next time after I untie myself from this chair and get back to my microphone so I can do some proper recording work.